is a hard thing to do is to make that leap when you don't absolutely have to make that leap. You're right. I, I don't have to. But there's that nagging feeling in the back of my head. What would it be? What would it be like? Yeah. And it sounds like you've had that nagging feeling for a while. It, it's been there. It comes in waves. Comes and goes. Absolutely. So do you have that nagging feeling that maybe it's time for a new job? You think you want something different, but you're not sure what and you don't know what to do about it. Hi, I'm Diana Brunello-Larry and welcome to Job Talk Weekly, where we answer your questions to give you the information, tips, and motivation you need to help you find not just any job, but the right job for you. Today, we'll talk about what happens when you're not sure where to start, some steps you can take, and how to expand your network. Let's get started. Hi, good afternoon. My name is John, and I had a couple questions about uh, my career and some the path that I'm on. Oh, terrific. So my, my first question is, I've been at my organization for 15 years. Absolutely love it, uh, but it's kind of getting to that point where, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I need something new. I'm not out looking necessarily right now, but I want to make sure that I'm filling my resume. So what yeah. what can I do to fill out my resume um, and learn new skills while I'm still at my current position and job? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's a really smart move, too, because you don't need to move immediately, but you're trying to get ready for that move that may take place in, what, a year, six months? That's, that would be a nice idea. That would be a nice time frame, yes. Do you know what that next job might be? So that's going to be a totally different question, and I don't know what that next job might be. I'm trying to keep as many doors open as possible, though. Good. So if you knew, if you had a certain sense of what your next job might be, then that would help you answer the question of which skills should I be building or positioning on my resume, right? Because you're probably going to have at least two different versions of your resume, maybe even a third. So as you start networking and talking to people, then you'll start tweaking your resume to appeal to those particular job opportunities. If you think about where you want to go and the the traits that you want to use, always start with your strengths, the talents, the things that you enjoy doing and that you want to use more of, and then building that. So maybe a good place to start is updating your resume. Have you done that already? I do try to keep it updated every couple months. Uh, and like you said, there are going to be multiple resumes depending on what position I decide to go after. Are you trying to add skills or are you trying to figure out what to position of your current skills? Yes. <laughs> so basically, I, I, I do want to learn, you know, some, I'm, I'm always trying to learn new skills, right? Yeah. And again, that's why I go back to, let's say, I was trying to keep the doors open. You know, what skills, and I'm not trying to become a biochemist or anything like that, okay. but, you know, I want to keep the doors open. And what that means to me is finding out what strengths I currently own and what strengths I can build on. Yeah. Um, but more important is, you know, what skills do I like using? Ah. That's where I'm looking at right now. And I think that's going to lead into my next question is what's the best way to learn what position to go for or what job to go for? There's a great way to go about that. And we call it informational interviewing. You can call it networking. Um, It's a matter of you talking to other people who have similar sounding jobs, but maybe they're a stretch from where you are or they work at a different organization that you think is really appealing. So you want to develop a pitch that you can use to get in to talk to some of these people. And I bet you just through your own networking, 
you are maybe one or two degrees of separation from some of these people anyway. And you could reach out to them and say, you know, my friend Jane suggested I contact you because I'm looking at careers in X, whatever it is that they're doing. And I'm really intrigued by what you've accomplished and where you work. And I just want to learn more. You're not asking for a job. You are just asking to learn how they got there and what their job is really like. But we all know networking is extremely important for everybody. How can I go ahead and expand my network in some maybe ways that are not the typical ways, you know? You have your current network, right, of the people who are work-related, that who, who could give you leads, people that you know through work that could make contacts for you. So when you start talking to them, ask them for two or three referrals. And make sure you ask it in a very open-ended way. Don't say, do you know anyone else? Say, who else do you know? Ask them, who else can they refer you to? to? Just be networking and just be thinking about different ideas and learning about what else is out there. You're not even asking for a job. You're just asking to talk to people. So your network will start giving you two or three people. So then all of a sudden, five people has just become 15 right? And through those people, when you start to hear from them, you know, a couple of them will be generous with their time and they'll be helpful too. And then you can ask them the same question. And then that cycle continues. So that's one way of doing it is starting with your existing network and building from there. And then other ways include joining other business groups, other networking groups, other groups of people who are like-minded. You know, again, using the accountant as an example, you know, an accountant's association or other business associations, just where you'll find people in the workplace who are always interested in what else is happening in the community. And if they're networking, then they're already building up their networks. They'll probably have some really terrific ideas for you as well. Perfect. Very helpful. Thank you. And I like the the idea of the exponential growth um, when we're talking about our network, you know, two people becomes five people, which becomes 15 and so on and so forth. That's a great idea. Yeah. And especially, you know, you've been at your job. How long did you say you've been there now? I've been here. It'll be 15 years next month. Yeah. So you've been working with a lot of the same people and maybe there were people who used to work there five years ago and they've left. Reconnect with them. They know you. That's probably an easy way to build your network. But sometimes we do have to think a little differently because we have been working with the same people for, you know, in your case, uh, 15 years. We've got to reach outside that circle a little bit and people are happy to do it. They just need to be asked. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and that's kind of where I'm at is I feel like I have the same circle kind of over and over again. And it's very helpful and, and they get a lot done. But how can I expand that circle? So thank you for the advice there. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, and it's hard work, too. When you're thinking about a new job, you want to treat it like a job in itself because you're you're it sounds like you're content at your current job. You know, there's no burning need to leave right now. You're not, you know, you're not in a position where you have to find a job. So it's all the harder, though, to push yourself out there because there isn't that hanging deadline, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So set yourself maybe once a week on Saturdays or whenever you've got some free time to dedicate to this process, just to be thinking about what are the opportunities that you want to pursue, you know, start looking online, start searching for different job titles or similar things to you do in different organizations, and just start paying attention to what really resonates with you. Okay, will do. That's very helpful. 
So since we we spoke earlier about the building out your resume and finding new skills and talents, I've been at my job now for 15 years, and I have been you know promoted a few times. So it does show growth in my resume. But if I were to go to something that is you know completely different, not in the nonprofit world. How can I market the skills that I have in the nonprofit world into the for-profit world? Oh, sure, sure. You can do that. And I've done it and I've gone back and forth either from private company to working for a nonprofit and people do it all the time. You want to look at the common language, whether you are a project manager or a VP of operations, and make sure that the words that you're using on your resume are very similar to some of the jobs that you might be interested in. And I bet you if you go online and start looking at some, just start looking at some jobs that are posted out there, you'll see they are asking for a lot of the skills that you already do. You just are doing it at a nonprofit. And the only thing that's different is that it's a mission-based organization. It's not a for-profit company. So try not to think too much about the fact that you're a nonprofit and you might want to segue into the private sector. But look at your job title and just really list out your skills in a very proactive way. You know, use the same words that use the same words that you're seeing out there. You know, you want people who have developed launched, started, you know, all those things that you're doing at at the office, all those things that you're doing are the same things that they're looking for. Right. Thank you. And I think it's just the messaging um, of getting a point, you know. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's, again, very, very helpful. Well, and I think when you segue industries, if it, it depends on what type of leap it is, right? If you're making a big segue or you're making what you think is a big segue, it feels like a big segue for you, that's where the networking is going to come in because those people are going to introduce you. So you'll have a connection that you can use to start a dialogue and you can explain yourself. You can say, well, I've been at this nonprofit for 15 years and I'm looking to segue because of these reasons, or now I'm looking for something different. That way it's not so much about where you're working, but it's still about what you've been doing and what you've been contributing. Yeah, absolutely. I will make sure to do that. You said earlier that, you know, I wasn't, I'm not pressed to find another job, which I'm not. But I also want to get out there and try something. Do you have a good gauge of when it's time to jump into the unknown and take the new job or, you know, when it's okay to be comfortable and go about day-to-day business? I think that's a really great question. Deciding to stay can be a powerful choice as long as it is indeed your choice. So if there's nothing really moving you that you have to make a job move by the next four weeks or the next three months, then take your time to find something that's right for you. But do try and set some type of benchmark that you'll be doing some type of exploration work every week and that by next month you will have, you know, your, maybe your short list of some ideas. And then the second month that you will have talked to five or ten people for networking. So much of this is going to be on your gut because you'll know, but you have been there for 15 years. And so that is a hard thing to do, is to make that leap when you don't absolutely have to make that leap. You're right. I I don't have to, but there's that nagging feeling in the back of my head. What would it be? What would it be like? Yeah. And it sounds like you've had that nagging feeling for a while. It's been there. It comes in waves, comes and goes. Absolutely. 
it comes and goes, but it's there and it's a distraction. At a minimum, it's a distraction. But on the other side, you know, at the other end, it really could be that there's something else out there for you. But you want to make sure that you are running towards something. You're not just running away from something. So that's why you want to be thoughtful in this process. But give yourself I don't know, give yourself about three months to do some of the exploration and then say, okay, then between three and six months, I will have started looking for a new job and I will have a sense of what I'm looking for. I will have a couple of ideas of what my next job could be and then start putting yourself out there. And then you'll know as people start to respond to you and the networking continues and it starts to accelerate, you'll know which ones excite you the most. You'll know which phone calls, you'll know which companies interest you, and then keep going down that path. Perfect. Thank you. That is a definite will happen. I've been, as I said, I've been on my job a long time, haven't had an interview in a long time. I've interviewed plenty of people. But do you have any good interview tips for someone like me who's been in a position for a long time that hasn't actually done a interview in 15 years? That's a really good question. Good for you for thinking about that. And I think the fact that you're already thinking about it shows, well, first of all, it shows that you, I think you are a little more eager to move on than you may realize because you've got all these great questions lined up. Um, (laughs) Practice, obviously practice and practice with someone who knows you well and practice with someone who doesn't know you very well and do it in person. I know now's a tough time. And even if you have Mm -hmm. to do it over a Zoom phone call, do it, do that that physical connection. And um, if you want, you can even take, you know, you might take a job interview that you're not particularly excited about just to get it out of the way. The other thing you want to think about is this networking okay. that you're doing. That's kind of like interviewing. Yeah. So don't underestimate your skills already. You're, if you're putting yourself out there and you're comfortable talking with people, try not to worry too much about an interview. Try not to give it too much power. Um, it's just another conversation with someone, but definitely practice. Thank you for that. I really like the way you frame that as, as not being an interview and just having a conversation. Yeah. I mean, people forget an interview is a two-way street. You are interviewing them, and they are interviewing you. And I think the candidate always thinks, gosh, I've got to get ready for this interview, and it's good that you prepare. But, you know, they need to be selling themselves to you because – you have a lot to offer, and you've got to remember that you're going to show great progression over the first 15 years. You've got a lot to say for yourself. You've got a great track record. And so you want to find out if this is a good fit for you. So just go into the interview with a little bit more power, a little bit more leverage, and you'll feel a little bit more confident. Yeah, and, and that's what it's going to be, is coming in with confidence. Like I said, I haven't interviewed myself, but I have had done multiple interviews, and that's the best time is when it's just really a conversation. Because I feel that's when you learn the most about somebody. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yes, indeed, indeed. Good. Um, so I believe my final question is, I was raised very old school. You know, children are to be seen and not be heard. You do your homework, you do, you know, you, you do your dishes, go to bed, whatever it is. And, you know, I, some of those things stuck. And one of those is you get a job and you work hard and you stay there. Uh, my grandfather has worked yeah. for the L.A. County for... 35, 40 years, something like that, retired with them. My dad is about year 30 with LA County. So again, working somewhere a long time has been um, just kind of in, I was raised with it. And it's kind of carried over to my job now. But the current model or current, I guess, whatever you want to call it, is that people are working at multiple jobs, multiple, you know, every job, every couple of years, things like that. 
Now, what I'm worried about is if my 15-year stretch of my organization is going to hurt my chances when I move. And if it will, how do I kind of talk my way out of that? Yeah, you want to be really proactive about it. I think it's good that you're aware of that. But what you do is you own it and you show the progression. You make sure on your resume and in your cover letter and even in your conversation with people, you can show how you have progressed. So in writing on the resume, you'll start out with one title, and then you'll have the other and then the other, and definitely use really powerful language to show that you were promoted. This is not the time to be modest. Make sure that someone else, make sure that two or three other people take a look at your resume and really talk through the successes that you've had there. Talk through not just how you've been promoted, but maybe some of the other special projects that you've taken on because you might think, oh, well, it's no big deal. They asked me to oversee and move from one building to another. That's a really big deal. Okay. So take whatever the special projects are that you've done and make sure they're noted. Okay. And then again, Mm -hmm. you really want to get two to three different people who know you either well or maybe don't know you so well to take a fresh look at that resume before you start sending it out. Because you're so close to it, you've been there for 15 years, you want to make sure that other people can see the great progression that you've had. And highlight that, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely lead with that. And then, again, this is where the networking comes in. Because 15 years, I think there's great success there because you've had different titles, so you want to show that. But maybe someone that you know, a mutual friend, has introduced you, and then that part takes care of itself because they've already said, oh, okay, we'll talk to you. And that's the thing. Once you get the interview, they've already said, oh, we want to talk to this guy. So then don't worry about the 15 years. Very good point. Maybe there are other things on your resume. So it's not just, I worked at this company for 15 years. You know, put other trainings that you had, other networks, other association, other volunteer gigs. If you're in a band, I don't know, put whatever else it is that rounds you out. Mm-hmm. Put it on there so they know that you have a wide variety of interests. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because I don't want them to think that I'm kind of one dimensional and only about my organization. Right. Let's say I leave my organization, get a new job. I'm there three, four months, and I don't know, I either hate the job or they get a new boss or what if something happens. How bad is it going to look if I leave this job for 15 years, yeah. find another job, and then six, about six months later, I'm looking for another job? You know, is that going to hurt me? Should I just stick it out for a certain amount of time? Or what, what's the optic going to be on that? So let's separate that. So let's not worry about the 15-year part. Let's just say you got a new job because this happens to everyone. Um, First piece of advice, Mm -hmm. and this is something I got from one of my directors a long time ago. He said, leave your job as if you're going to ask for it back in two weeks. So always leave the door open. Don't burn any bridges Mm. because you never know. And I do. I have friends who left their jobs of 10 years, and they thought they were going into something that was a good fit. They got there, and two weeks into it, they saw they quickly realized, this is not for me. So it happens. It really does happen. So if you are only at a place for six months, that'll probably drop off your resume, and you can fix that. So don't worry about it in the long haul. You just want to be honest with people. You just say, you know what? I took this job. I was at this other place, and this sounded like a really great opportunity, and it just wasn't what we thought it was. Okay. And you have to be just really honest with it. But that's where the networking is going to come in. I mean, some people might say if you can stick it out for a year, it depends on how truly awful it is. Um, it's really hard to look for a job when you don't have a job. So that's 
a tough thing to do. You don't want to really quit and just be out there with no job. But that's why really checking out these new opportunities, you know, talking to people informally. When you're interviewing, try to find out as much as you can about the boss and about the people and about that company. Don't just take their word for it. You know, it's a preventative tale, too, right? You really want to go out of your way to find out as much as you can about that place before you take that position. But it does happen. And the two people I'm thinking of who took a job and it wasn't what they thought, they ended up going back to their old company, but they went back to an even better job. Because the the company was happy to have them back and say, you know what, we don't want to lose you again. How can we make this work? So they actually had more leverage than they realized. Um, But sometimes that does happen. And you're just going to have to be really honest with the employer that this just isn't the right fit. And you thought you would take control now, then be there for two years because it's not good for the employer either. If you're not happy, trust me, they can tell. And work production falls and it's just bad for everybody. You want a good fit for all the right reasons. It's not just for you. It's for the company. It's for everybody. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've got some homework. I absolutely do. Yes. And thank you for taking your time and, you know, having this conversation with me. Oh, you're very welcome. And look, you're, John, you are in a very good position. You have a good job. You've got a good reputation, I bet. They've given you a lot of responsibility, it sounds like. They've invested in you over the years. You're going to have a lot to offer that next employer. And you have the luxury of time right now to think through what is the next step for you and to make it a good one. So just really take a look around and notice what your interests are and your passions and where you spend time. You know, what do you What do you read? What do you watch? What are the things that really excite you, that energize you? And try and follow those interests into something that might turn into a new job. I absolutely will. And and thank you again for for your words of advice and reframing a lot of things for me and and putting myself at ease because this is a big, huge project that I'm taking over. And, uh, you know, it's it's my career and it's my life and and my potential family's life now in the future. Um, And I really appreciate you taking your time and helping me out, walk me through it. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Job Talk Weekly. Get your questions answered by visiting our website. That's jobtalkweekly.com. And we'd love it if you would please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can find Job Talk Weekly on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diana Brunello-Leary. See you next time.